Hey y'all, it's your girl KDT. Happy Thanksgiving to you today. Just a quick word before we start today's episode. As you know, it's National Adoption Awareness Month and that is near and dear to my heart. I've got one last episode for you with a very good friend of mine who is talking about what it's like to be an African-American mom who's married to a Caucasian man and you have two children who are Caucasian and one who's African-American. The comments that you get, how the children respond. The kids even got in and uh, talked with us today. They're a little timid, uh, so just wanted to make you aware of that, but they had great things to say. Also, this is my first live interview since we've started the pandemic. I've been doing them virtually up until now, so we had to move the mics around a bit, uh, that sort of thing, so you'll hear a little bit of that, but what they had to say was really worth listening to. You'll be able to hear it and understand it all. Hope you enjoy it, and I hope you had a great holiday. Hello, hello, and welcome to In My Shoes, it's a podcast for women of color, where we talk about the issues we face on a daily basis, and I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson. I have a really excited group of people with me today. If y'all can see their faces, you can know I'm joking, because they don't look excited at all. Um, but this is still National Adoption Awareness Month, so I'm talking to a good friend of mine and her family, and so I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then we'll get right into it. So Colette, why don't you start, please? Hi, my name is Colette Ellsroth, and I am a adopt- an adoptive mom of three awesome kids. Thank you very much. And why don't you go first, ma'am? Hi, my name is Mackenzie Ellsroth, and I'm the youngest daughter. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you? Okay, next. Hi, my name's Trinity Ellsroth, and I'm the middle child. You're the middle child. Girl, we have something in common. I am too. We are special people. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay. Hi, my name is Julius. I'm the oldest and the only son. You're the oldest and the only son. Say that one more time. Hi, my name is Julius. I'm the oldest and the only son. And the only son. Thank you very much for that. So we're going to get started. Um, As I said, it's National Adoption Awareness Month. You guys know adoption is near and dear to my heart because I am an adoptive mom of two. So we're going to start with you, Colette. Let's talk a little bit about why you decided that you wanted to adopt. Y'all excuse us. I'm a mic short today, so we're moving it around a little bit, but it'll be fine. (laughs) Go ahead. Why did I decide to adopt? Yes. Well, my first choice growing up was never adoption. Mm -hmm. Like, I never thought that this would be my path. But after years and years of trying, um, this was the path that God had for for us. Mm -hmm. So that's why we chose adoption, because I just feel in my heart that these three kids, um, God created just for Mike and I. And was it private or was it through the state system? It was through the state. And was that a conscious choice that you made to go through the state? Um, it was. A very dear friend of mine talked me through the process. Really? Ms. Karen. Who was that friend? Davis Thompson. Oh my yes. God, she's awesome. <laughs> I know her. <laughs> she's amazing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, she is. Um, yeah, I was. I was at a very depressing point in my life and. We just started talking one day about her kids and going through the process and how easy it is. And we looked into it and decided, you know, maybe that's what we need to do. And it really was. It was an amazing experience. And how old are your babies today? I should have had them tell everybody. My bad. Today they are. Julius is 16. Trinity is 14 and Mackenzie is 13. Julius, did she look at you like she wasn't sure how old you were? Yeah. yeah. I was that was a say, little weird, wasn't it? I yeah. was going to say 15. Yeah, no, he's, he's not 15. He's not 15. No. Okay, so Julius, <laughs> I'll have you start because you're the oldest. 
right? Mm -hmm. When did you realize that your family, oh, I guess I should explain this for people who can't see us, right? <laughs> yes. I forgot, my bad. So, Colette is African-American, her husband is Caucasian, she has two Caucasian children and one African-American child. So that's important as we go forward in this discussion. Um, and so, now with that, Julius, how old were you, would you say, when you realized that what was normal to you and should be normal to everybody else, let me just say, was something that people thought was a little different? When did you start getting questions? Um, I started in elementary school. I started getting questions like, why is your mom black? You're white. Just questions like that. I mm -hmm. got a lot. And, and how did you handle those? How did you answer those? Well, for me, it was normal. That's why I was always surprised. And I just told them I'm adopted. Yeah. And how old were you, uh, Trinity, when you first started getting those questions? Um, Roughly. I mean, you, were you in elementary school? or? Oh, like questions? Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember back then, like in elementary school, but I remember in fifth grade or fourth grade, yes. people would ask. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Mackenzie? How old were you? I'm going to move this over. How old were you when you started getting them? Or oh. what grade? I was in third grade. Third grade. And what kind of questions did you get? For you, it's probably a little different, right? When they see your mom, they probably don't ask as many questions as when they see your dad. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is it a similar type of question? Like, you know, why is your dad white and you're black? Yeah, they asked why I have a white sister. Oh, that's right. Okay. And why you have a white sister. And so what would you, did you just say, hey, I'm adopted? Yeah, and they freaked out. <laughs> why did they freak out? I guess it wasn't normal to them. to them. Yeah, yeah. I can see that, you know, people thinking, well, what do you mean that's your sister? What, what do you mean? So, Colette, what has it been like for you? Thank you. What has it been like for you? With the children? Mm -hmm. And mean, the types of questions you've gotten. Questions? Mm -hmm. um, well, people used to ask me all the time, even, I mean, because they were in foster care in the beginning when they were super young. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, you know, Mackenzie was four days old, mm -hmm. Trinity was eight weeks, and Jules was almost two when they when they came home. Mm -hmm. So people used to ask me, were they in foster care at that age, which was fine, and I would say yes. But even after they were adopted, people would still ask me, and I was like, no, they're, these are my, you know, these are my children. And then they would ask, oh, how long have you guys been married? Because, you know, why does that need to be a follow-up question? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And when you would tell them, so say I would say, oh, we've been married for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Well, how how did y'all have, did, did you cheat on him? And Are you serious? Oh, yes, I've had that. So you cheated on him, and then he cheated on you twice, and you, I've had that. <laughs> Seriously, that's how they thought our family came together. Or before they ask, how long have you guys been married? They would say, oh, you guys are a cute blended family. No, we're not blended. This, this is our family. This is our whole family. I would get stuff like that. I'm sorry, I'm just sitting here with my mouth open. They actually, wow. Yeah. That's deep. Okay. So then when you say to them, yeah, nobody cheated on anybody. <laughs> That's their dad. <laughs> I'm their mom. <laughs> Mind blown. Yes. Then what would they say? Like, no, for real. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh my gosh, well, how, how is that possible? And I'm like, who, do people not ever heard the word adoption? I, I was totally confused. Like, why was that never an option for these people really? that are asking these questions? Right. I'm curious, did you ever get, I talked to another guest who got that a lot. Did you ever get the, are you the nanny? Um, 
once at McKin at Trinity School. I think I went and had lunch with her mm-hmm. once, and it, I mean, she was alluding to. Mm-hmm. She didn't actually come out and asking that, but you could tell that's where she was going mm-hmm. with her conversation. Um, yeah, I've, I've had that. And what do you say? I, I, I guess you just say, no, fam, I'm her mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. No, I'm her mom. Right. I have gone to pick her up from school and had a nice conversation with the lady on the phone. I'm coming to get my daughter. Could you know? I'm kind of in a hurry. Can you call her down to the office? And um, when I got to the office, do you remember Miss Brown? What did she say? Um, she said, oh, she said, do you... Oh, she was like, oh, no, I need to see some ID. Oh. Was that what she said? Something yeah. to that effect. And I had to go back to my car <laughs> and get my ID. And I guess she just wanted to prove that our names were the same or whatever. So uh, whatever. what would she have done if your name was different, a different last name? Yeah, I'm not really sure what yeah. she would have done. Probably would have called the police. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you think she would have called the police? Yes. Yes. But I've been ID'd quite a few times. Um... Picking either picking them up from school. That's that's happened several several times. times. Yes. And so, how Trinity? I'll start with you since we were kind of talking about it when it happened. How does it make you feel when that happens? When you feel like you have to justify no for real? <laughs> She's my mom. Like this isn't a prank. A prank. I think She's it's. My mom. I think it's funny. You sometimes. think it's funny? Yeah, like that. How they're surprised? Because I think it's dumb how they're surprised. Because I see. I've seen a lot of kids that were like adopted before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Mackenzie, how about you? How does it make you feel? Um, it's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but I'll explain it to them anyway. And then they'll be a lot more understanding mm-hmm. afterwards. And do you get it more about your brother and sister, or is it more about your dad, or it doesn't matter? It's, it's all the same. Mm, more about my siblings. More about your siblings. And so is it people like your age that are asking, have you ever had adults come up to you and say, I'm sorry, did I hear you say that's your brother and sister? How is that? Or is it more kids who are asking? More kids. Kids that ask. Okay. Juice, how about you? Uh, how do you feel about the questions that you get asked? Uh, um, I think I think it's ignorant sometimes and unnecessary, and I find it annoying. It annoys you more than anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you handle the questions when they ask? I mean, I just tell them that it's my, those are my parents. Mm-hmm. That's basically all and I tell them. And I'm adopted, yeah. Yep. So how how did you decide that you, you didn't want to go the, oh, I want children who are biracial since we're biracial? Um, how did you decide, or was it just, you know, whatever child is brought to you is the child that you're going to have in your home? Um, well, when we filled out the paperwork, we did not choose a race Mm -hmm. we just did not choose a race it was like it was in god's hands Mm -hmm. so whatever god gave us is what we were going to have i mean it wasn't our choice that's how we that's how we looked at it Mm -hmm. um so we knew that when they came in and when the adoption when everything went through and the adoption was going to go through this is what god wanted us to have it was never a choice for us and how did you handle the questions when, you know, or, or explain it to them when people started? Because, you know, like I said, the woman I interviewed a couple of weeks ago with Raising Cultures, her son is just now getting to the age where he even notices that there is a that difference in skin color. And he's just saying, oh, you're, you're darker or you're this color. Like he still mm-hmm. doesn't understand 
that society thinks this is different, yeah. right? In his little mind, that's his mom, that's his dad. So as the question started and you knew they would have to field those questions, what did you tell them? Well, the first thing I think was make sure that they were comfortable with being adopted mm -hmm. or being comfortable with saying, I am adopted. Mm -hmm. And and that was it. Once they were comfortable with that, I just allowed them to answer it however they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And do you ever feel like, are there days when it's like, seriously, I just really don't feel like explaining this to you today. Can you just go get my daughter so I can move on with my life? Like I got things to do. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it gets to be a little annoying because like you said, who would be out in the open with a child that shouldn't legally be in their care? Right. People don't do that. They lock them up in a room that mm -hmm. you're not out in public with them. So they're, you know, every now and then it gets, it gets annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So guys, if I could ask some of you, um, to tell me, Trinity, I'll start with you again. I know you're like, oh, the one with this mic in front of my face. <laughs> what does it mean to you to be adopted? And what do you say to people if they inquire after you, you say, well, I'm adopted? Um, how do you normally handle it? What does that whole, what does this all mean to you? As far as you're concerned, is that this is just my mom and dad and that's the end of it? Or how does that, how do you communicate that to people when they start asking questions? Like, if you were to ask me why mm -hmm. you're adopted? Or if they were to say to you, what is it like, you know, your mom is black, your dad is white, like what is that, what is that like? How do you feel about those questions? How do you normally deal with it? Well, at first it was like, I saw that it was like different kind of, but like now I don't really see it. It's just my dad's my dad, my mom's my mom. I know that they didn't actually like have me mm -hmm. birth wise, but I don't know. It's just normal to me. To you. Yeah. yeah. And that's, is that how you answer when people ask us like, this is just, this yeah. is just my life. This just is what it is. I tell them that I'm adopted, but like, um, I say, like they ask me if I know my other parents mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But like, I don't know them personally, but I've seen them mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I just know that people like think it's weird because people stare at us a lot mm -hmm. in public. So. Yeah. Do they really? They stare a lot? Have you ever noticed that Mackenzie people staring at you guys a lot? Yes. And how do you feel about that? Kind of uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And how do you deal with it when people ask you? Because I'm sure they ask if you've met your biological parents. They probably don't say it that tactfully. But <laughs> if you've met your biological parents, then what is it like? Like, I don't know why people think it's some foreign, <laughs> like, because you're adopted somehow. It's different. Um, but how do you handle those questions? Um... Well, I just tell them that I'm adopted and that uh, it's nothing different to me. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that some kids at my school are adopted, so um, they're a lot more mature about it mm -hmm. than, than the adults, mm -hmm. kind of. So they handle it better than, oh, really? They ha they're more mature than the adults, yes. you think? Oh, wow. So, and w why do you say that? Why do you feel that way? Is it because you think they get it because they're also adopted? Well, do you think that's why they're more mature about it than the adults who ask? Not just the ones that are adopted, but probably because we're all in the same age group, so we all understand each other more than, like, the adults would understand us. Gotcha. Gotcha. And is it that you just expect, I know for me, I would expect better from an adult, right? I would expect an adult 
to have a little more tact or common sense than to like act like this is some strange thing that's happening. So do you think that's part of it for you? I know for me that's what it would be. I would be more understanding of a younger person who had a question than a grown up as old as me and your mom, right? So is do you think that's part of it too for you that you just you expect more from an adult? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's kind of what you wanted to say but you were trying to be real nice about it. <laughs> I understand. I would expect more from an adult too. I, I really would. Like even on my way here I was talking to somebody and um she, I said, oh, I'm going to interview a friend of mine, and I, I didn't say who. And then she said, hey, whatever happened to that interracial couple? I was like, oh, my God, that's who I'm going to interview today. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, did they ever have kids of their own? If you're asking me if they have biological kids, no. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, really? Right. Really, fam? Come on, babe. How long have we been in this way? A minute. But still, adults don't seem to, to get it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I understand how you would feel in this aspect. You would expect a grown-up to have a little more tact and common sense than to ask those type of questions. Um, and so I know Julius, you've already kind of said it just irritates you, right? Yeah. Have you ever noticed people staring? Yeah, I've noticed people staring at like the stores or wherever we go out, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And how does it make you feel? Now, I don't care as much anymore because mm -hmm. I don't really care what they think about it. But before I was just like, yeah, just annoyed or just like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah, people, looking at, yeah. people staring at you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine what that has to be like, um, people looking at you when you're out doing what other families do every day, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you decide, Colette, that you wanted three babies? Did that just kind of happen organically? Did you know? Mm -hmm. Like at one point I knew I wanted three, but my youngest is a special needs child, and so the amount of care she needed, it would have been difficult for me to try having a third. Mm -hmm. um, but that was my original plan. Did you always want three babies, or how did that work out? Actually, on my knees praying, I was like, Lord, if you just give me one child, I will be grateful. Mm -hmm. Like, I am not asking for a lot. You know, I just want the experience, and on and on and on and on. And then when we got our first child, which we the first the very first child we got we only had him for five days mm -hmm. and that foster mom the foster mom that had his other siblings decided that they were going to come up for adoption and she was going to adopt them all so mm -hmm. we only had him for five days and he left and that was pretty devastating and then trinity was our very next child that we got and once we got her i was like well lord okay now no i said only wanted one <laughs> But you know, she's gonna need someone to play with. <laughs> gonna reason this thing out with so the Lord. So trying to reason with him. Oh my God. Yes. I know so, he laughed at you. But I'm sure ahead. he did, I'm sure he did. He was like, seriously, you said one. So um, I, I really didn't have a number because mm -hmm. after we had all three, I considered getting a fourth one, and my husband was like, absolutely, positively not <laughs> getting a fourth one, so no. So I don't I, I don't know. Three is just a number God wanted us to have. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a number in mind. I didn't really have a number in mm -hmm. mind, yeah. And when they each came to you, like I know, you know, I have had my son since he was four days old, mm -hmm. and um, I just, I, he, he is who I was supposed to have. I've had my yes. daughter since she was two. Mm -hmm. She is who I was supposed to have. Mm -hmm. So how did it feel each time you knew? Because people don't understand it, but there's an added layer of, in my 
opinion, apprehension when you foster because yes. you're waiting to see, you know, normally in a private adoption, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff kind of happens, you know, that they, they sign the paper, that's that. But when you're fostering, you got to wait for, yes. you know, the rights to be severed, if they're going to get the, mm -hmm. the family time to get their life and all of that. Yes. So what was it like having them come into your home? And then when you knew I have a court date yeah. and this is going to happen. Um, well, like I said, Trinity was our first and and how she, old was she again she was eight weeks eight weeks, eight weeks old oh you were eight weeks. and they are biological brother and sister mm -hmm. and Jules did not come to us only because on our forms that we filled out we were only going from birth to six months mm -hmm. because we wanted the the baby mm -hmm. and he was little he was I think 18 months when mm -hmm. he was they were removed um so when she came and we were told that there was a plan mm -hmm. and they were going to work, the biological parents were going to work on this plan mm -hmm. to get them back. Mm -hmm. So we tried not to get overly attached, but mm -hmm. she was eight weeks Eight old. weeks, I know, right? It's How do you not, not possible no, not I to. Know. And so um, we, we did. We tried not to get overly attached, but, you know, that was that was an impossible feat. When Mackenzie came to us, we pretty much knew because they took her at birth mm -hmm. at four days and, and her biological mom had many other children. So mm -hmm. we pretty much knew that we could bond because mm -hmm. we knew that she her rights would be terminated. Mm -hmm. um, so the emotional up and down going to courts and all that it was I mean it's a process yeah it is a process it is, <laughs> it a is process. definitely a process and then when did you decide that you also were going to bring you call him Jules right yes we call him Jules. When, that you were going to have him <laughs> we went for a visit uh -huh. because she um, their biological mom was still having visits mm -hmm. And so we went to where he was. I took her, I volunteered. Actually, she asked to meet me mm -hmm. at that visit, if she could meet me, and I said, absolutely. So I actually took Trinity myself and met the social worker to where he was. And um, <laughs> he doesn't let me tell the story, but when I walked in. But she's gonna tell it anyway. I'm gonna tell it I'm anyway. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> when I walked in, and saw him, I called my husband, I'm like, we have to, we got to bring him home. He was like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. I'm like, he is the most beautiful brown eyed little boy we've ever seen. We have to have him. <laughs> and that was it. I came home and called who was in charge. And by the next day, we had him home. Well, he is handsome. Now I have so to, adorable. yes, he is. Yes. He really is. He was even cuter as a baby. Did she just say that you were cuter as a baby? Than you? She didn't so mean it that way, baby. Plump. She didn't mean it that way. Mine was kind of plump too with those chubby cheeks. And boys hate it when you talk like that. It's yes, like, would you please do. stop it? Look at his eyes. He has the most gorgeous brown eyes. He is handsome. Yes. We're going to leave you alone now, Jules. He's like, oh my God, this is just too much. So, yeah, that's much. how we decided. Mm -hmm. Even though at that point, um, the biological mom, we knew the biological dad, he was no longer working towards getting them back. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Well, we did, had a relationship with him. We would allow him to come see them, whatever. We knew he was going to walk away. Mm -hmm. um, but she tried this month and next month she didn't. And it was just up and down. 
so at the point where we took him in, we really weren't 100% sure mm -hmm. that it was going to go the way we wanted it to. But God knew. Yeah, I think he always knows. He yes. knows, yeah. It's, he just, knew. it's just that added um, piece that a lot of folks who are not doing this through the foster care system, they don't see that part. Yes. They don't see, you know, like I had a baby with us before my daughter, and mm -hmm. oh my God, when we had to have her. I mean, I, I I was a basket case. I should not have gone to work that day, but I went yes. to work and I was like, zing, zing, zing. Yeah. it was it was bad. It was bad. And mine so too. yeah, people... yeah, we've lost a we've lost a few. We had one before Mackenzie, mm -hmm. and I was at work when they called me to tell me that they were going to come and get her, mm -hmm. and I literally could not. They had to they had to take me to an office and close the door. I I was I fell apart. Yeah, that was me. I I, I made so. it to work. I don't know how. And I sat down at my desk and my girlfriend came over to say something to me and she just looked at me and just went, oh my God. So they like, like took me in the supervisor's office and they're trying to get it out of me and I'm going. <laughs> and they're like, wait, okay. It was like, get water, <laughs> deep breath, get Karen in and out. I was a wreck. Yes. I was an absolute wreck. Yes. Uh, because you know, as much as you try, these are children and you can't help but yes. bond and love mm -hmm. them. So it has to be difficult. Okay. And you guys have been sitting here so nicely. I'm, I wish the people could see it's like, <laughs> My mama then got us roped into this wow. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit and then I'll leave you guys alone and I'll just talk to your mom for a little bit. <laughs> so if you guys could give me, if you had to describe adoption to somebody in a couple of words, what would you say? What, what does it, how does it make you feel knowing that you're adopted? Maybe that's the best way, better way to ask it. How does it make you feel? Well, it makes me feel happy. It makes you feel happy? Why? Because um, my parents are able to take care of me. I like my biological one. Mm -hmm. And Trinity, what is it? how does it make you feel? Um, probably wanted. Wanted? Yeah. Okay, I like that word. <laughs> and Jules, how does it make you feel? Blessed and grateful. Blessed and grateful. Mm, yeah. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. So I, I'll ask you the same thing. What does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? Well, I am truly honored. Like the words cannot express mm -hmm. really that God shows me like, who am I that mm -hmm. he chose me to give me these three, three awesome kids. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, I think about that daily. So it means a lot that he looked at me and he was like, you know what? I don't want you to have natural children. I have three that I'm going to create just for you mm -hmm. in, in another way. And so I am. I'm very grateful for the process. I'm very grateful to you for bringing me the knowledge of the process. Yeah, to be sitting here with, with three amazing, I mean, trust me, there's ups and downs. I yell at them and scream and all that, but... At the end of the day, there are three amazing kids, and I would not trade them for the world. She be yelling and screaming at y'all? All the time. That's what, what I do. What is that no. about? <laughs> y'all don't have to answer. I know y'all got to stay here with her after I leave. <laughs> just, just smile real nice and go, ooh, if you only knew. <laughs> so describe to me what was adoption day like. Like, I remember I'm not a crier, as you well know, girl, but just straight back water. And they would, like, they would go gavel down, and then I would just go, oh, my God. And then shoosh, and people would be like, is she okay? Because I'm just not a crier. But it's like, I guess for me, it was all that pent yes. up 
emotion and worry mm-hmm. that something was going to go wrong. So when they finally said yes. it's it's done, it's official, yes. I just like fell apart. So what was it like for you? <laughs> I did not sleep at all. And I cried all morning. I was like, why am I crying? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm trying to get the kids ready and I'm crying. I'm like, okay, am I, I'm happy. I, I could not stop crying. Like I literally all morning until we got to the courthouse could not stop crying. And then once I got there, it was fine. Yeah, see, I was the opposite. I was good until we got there. And I think, like I said, it was just mm-hmm. all of that pent up. And then once they say it's done, yes. I just kind of, you know, and yes. then it was like, oh. Because once that happens, especially in our cases, because it was foster care, yes. you still feel like somebody can call you call at any you. moment and say, right. oh, we're coming to get him. We're coming uh-huh. to get her. And it's like, what? You know, <laughs> right. once that gavel goes down and it's That's official, it. nobody can call me up and say, yes. oh, we're going to come get him today or get her right. today at four. Right. Um, because sometimes I don't think people realize how much emotion you know as far as i was concerned they were mine and like yes. like i had one the, the my daughter my foster daughter who we were unable to adopt that we had before my daughter her biological mom uh went for a visit and sent my baby home in the ugliest precious memories outfit i've ever seen in my <laughs> life but wow. she was her mother mm-hmm. and it was around her first birthday mm-hmm. and she wanted to see her in this outfit so people don't realize how attached yes we get even as foster parents to these babies and then you just act like it's nothing oh well see you at two o'clock just pack up a little bag so um so you were able to get the tears under control once you got once i got there i was Mm -hmm. no mike was Uh oh (laughs) i cried at home he cried in court (laughs) (laughs) well because it is a very happy day it was very Um, happy very emotional it was like finally it's done we don't have to call anyone no mm -hmm. one has to call us i don't have to get permission if i'm going out of town right i can just put my babies in the car and go and do what i gotta do Yes. yes so what would you say to parents who are you know both of us had issues getting pregnant Mm -hmm. um so what would you say to people like for me it's always heartbreaking when i hear them talk about i guess i'll just never be a parent and i just want to cry because there are other ways i mean you have options and you can still be an amazing mom so what would you say to someone who has had that struggle right i started out thinking that that was my only options we spent thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. trying to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and god is so amazing because I have gone to, I, I cannot tell you what doctor in the Tampa Bay area we had not gone to, mm-hmm. and they could find nothing wrong. They were like, we don't know why you can't get pregnant mm-hmm. or why you're not getting pregnant because that's not what God wanted. And you know, you just have to, you you have to get on your knees and figure out what it is that God wants for your life when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. And there are options. There yep. are options. And let me tell you, foster caring, it's hard. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's very emotional because you get attached to those children and those children can leave, mm-hmm. but it's very well worth it. I would agree. I think to me, I, I equate it to, you know, you hear moms who've had children naturally say all the pain yes. that I went through in childbirth, you see that baby and it's worth it. And I kind of feel the same way. Same the way. pain yes. from having children that I thought I was going to be able to keep that I couldn't keep mm-hmm. from, you know, oh, now they want to come visit or, you know, 
now we're looking to see if there's an auntie that can take them all of that that you have to go through before you get to the final this is your baby right um that's kind of what it reminds me of so i would agree and i i always say to people i wish you would just be open to it because it's an amazing journey and it is worth it as you said when you get to the end of it so thank you guys so much for this i hope it was not as painful as (laughs) y'all thought it would be good yeah okay (laughs) well thank you again so much for opening up your home and for talking to me today that's all the time we have if you have any questions or me you can hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com that is kdt at inmyshoestoday.com and until next time be blessed